You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip all the BS, and just give you real actionable tips and strategies from real digital entrepreneurs to help you grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today we're going to be diving deep into conversion and conversion strategies. And uh, God, we've got a really special guest on the show today, someone who's been in the online marketing world, I was trying to think, but as far back as I can remember. And, uh, you know, I was really a pioneer in the world of digital digital business and online marketing. Uh, since 1993, he's generated almost $400 million in sales and profits for his students, clients, joint venture partners on five continents. His marketing strategies helped convert his personal income in 2001 to a monthly income by 2003 to an hourly income by 2000. And by 2007, his proven enrollment strategies helped him generate $1.2 million in less than 29 minutes, in fact. And he's been acknowledged by many of his colleagues as the Warren Buffett of internet because of his unique ability to make money for his students and joint venture partners. And uh, he shared the stage with some really incredible people like Sir Richard Branson, Donald Trump, Tony Robbins, Susie Orman, the Dalai Lama. And uh, as a master visual presenter with now over 22,000 hours, I think you need 10,000 to be a true expert. He's at 22,000 of training experience in 1989. He has a lifetime goal with his colleague, Mr. Jack Canfield, to influence 1 million other trainers by his 77th birthday. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome the one and the only Alex Mandozian to the show. Alex, thank you so much for being here. Derek, you're welcome. I'd like you to send that introduction to my mom because she still doesn't know what I do. <laughs> uh, I feel you. I feel you. You know, I, my mom still doesn't, has no idea. No idea. She's no. Some internet thing. Once right. in a while, but they just want to know that if it's, it's legal and they're happy. <laughs> well, you know, when I go on trips and we were talking about going on uh, speaker trips and you come back with a bunch of money, she thinks I'm doing something illegal, so she's always pointing my, you know, her finger at me, saying, "Please, you're doing it legally, right?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just got back from some some foreign country, and yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's a fair fair concern, right? So, uh, cool. So, all right, let's dive in here and uh, let's start at the beginning. I mean. Oh, you know, we're going to talk about conversion today. Um, conversion's a big marketing focus for you. What specific incident in your life inspired, motivated you to become the conversion guy, to focus on conversion? Let's start there. Okay. Well, Albert Einstein said, you know, nothing happens until something moves. And in the marketing world, nothing happens until something is converted, whether it's a suspect to a prospect or a prospect to a buyer, or a buyer to a multi-buyer. So conversion is about movement, and marketing is about moving people. Simple as that. And in 1989, um, I was broke. I'm sitting on a park bench. My Volkswagen Jetta is parked on the street. And 16 months earlier, I had started a frozen yogurt and bakery store. It was a franchise. It didn't work out. And 16 months later, on the park bench, I'm 242,000 U.S. dollars in debt. Cool. 
And um, gone was all my grandparents' uh, savings and my accounts. Gone was the monies that uh, my mom and my dad gave me. And my mother's house was up for security and it was up for foreclosure. So I didn't really want to go home to mom, but that's where I was going when I was sitting there in MacArthur Park in Los Angeles, California. So it wasn't a good time for me. But on that bench, and this is not embellished, this is a true story, okay? Um, I watched a woman put a nickel, that's what it was back then, into a birdseed machine, and she wanted to feed the pigeons. Now, I've been to Venice before, and the pigeons in the Venetian Square, just they just come to you, you know? But they didn't do that at MacArthur Park. And so this woman was walking towards the pigeons, and what do pigeons do? They kind of walk away because they're afraid. And she walked and turned around and kind of showed the birdseed to them. We'll call that the lead magnet or the bait. And the pigeons walked towards her. Let's call the pigeons the prospects and the woman the marketer. She turns around again and the pigeons again are walking away. And I'm observing this and I'm not thinking marketing. I mean, I'm broke and I didn't even know what I know today. But I noticed that the distance between the pigeons and that elderly woman became less and less as she went through the dance. It took about 10 minutes until the distance came to a very close proximity. She got on She got on one knee. She was heavy set, you know, so it looked difficult for her to go, get on one knee. But she put her hand out with the bird seed. And I guess one very brave adolescent pigeon, <laughs> you know, pecked her hand and got some seed. And then everyone else, all the other pigeons followed. And it was amazing because, um, you know, she'd go back to the birdseed machine and she didn't have to go through that dance anymore. She got the first sale and then it seemed like, you know, her back end business was booming because they were landing on her shoulders. They were landing on her head. They were pooping all over her, which is good luck, you know. So I noticed this, you know, happen and I didn't think of it until about 15 years later. I thought, wow, that is conversion. You have to do it gradually. And when you earn the uh, knowing and liking and trusting who is attempting to convert you, in that case, the woman, then the, you, know, you can have your prospects feeding from your hand. Now, an interesting epilogue is there was about a five or six year old kid. You know, it was summer. I love to say it was snowing and it was you know horrible, but it was it was comfortable. It was Los Angeles. You know? So, <laughs> you know, I'm broke. I'm on a park bench. And I watched this little kid ask for a nickel from his mom, got the birdseed. He wanted the same result as the woman. Who wouldn't? And so he got the bird seed. He ran at the pigeons. They flew away. He didn't do the dance. He tried only once and he threw the bird seed at him and he never had the beak to hand relationship. So I thought, wow, I have students who are like that boy and I have students who are like that woman. And if it takes a human being 40 weeks, you know, from the time that you're, rele you're released from dad and you're received by mom and then 40 weeks later, you know, you're out. Uh, born a genius, right? Many million times the size when you started. My, my son came out 37 weeks. That was really inconvenient because I had a teleseminar on that day. But um, <laughs> nevertheless, it's about 40 weeks. It takes time. So for this woman, it took 10 minutes. For the kid, he didn't want to go through it because he was impatient. And so really the world of conversion is taking that story as a metaphor now that's many years later. And you got to be like the woman. Do the dance with your prospects. Do the dance with your buyers, do the dance with your multi-buyers, even suspects, you know, people are just clicking, do that dance. It takes a little time, but once you get them, then you will have beak to hand, feeding from the palm of your hand ongoing if you do the right thing. 
and you won't be like the boy who just wanted the result and wasn't willing to go through the evolution of the result, wanted the quick fix, and I'd call him the bright, shiny object chaser that we have, you know, many students. So that's how everything started, and it wasn't as poetic when it happened. It was horrible. It took me seven years to get out of that mess, but it's the best story I can think of that's true that really um, makes an impact on the idea of what conversion is really about. It's, it's a relationship thing. It's not a technology thing. And, and that's that's so true. I see it all the time. I know you see it all the time as people are that little boy. They they don't take the time. They just, you know, they're they're chasing their client, beating them over the head. And uh and so that being said, there's the other side of it too where I see people that they're doing the the polar opposite of that and they're never focusing on the conversion. They're just focusing on the give, 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 right? They're the guy with the bird seed that just walks out there, throws it out into the middle of the pigeons and wonders why no pigeons walk up to them either, right? That's so, exactly right. They're, they're feeding the pigeons by throwing the seeds and they never have the beak-to-hand relationship. You know, they, they feed the pigeons, mm-hmm. but the pigeons have no reason to come to them, to bond with them and to have that relationship. So on the other you know, side of the, the other pole of that is feeding them but not asking, you know, for the trust of, of feeding from your hand and, and monetizing it. Yeah, so, so that brings us to this point in the middle, the, the, the point everybody needs to be at, and that's conversion. So let's, let's start at the beginning. What is conversion by definition? Conversion is movement from suspect, which I would define as someone clicking a link, mm-hmm. to prospect, which I would define as someone opting in. Now, online it would be opting in, but... You know, in a retail store, it would be someone putting their, you know, business card in a, in a fishbowl or something just so you can contact them and you kind of can take over the agenda of, of contacting like email has done over the past 20 years. And then buyer, you know, I use the word buyer because there's customer, patient, student, member, all these different words, client. I like to say buyer because a buyer is someone who spends a dollar or more. You know, you've turned pro. You've gone from amateur to professional. The conversion from prospect to buyer is, you know, one dollar or more. Steve Jobs made a fortune on 99 cents for, you know, so many years. Mm-hmm. And then um, the multi-buyer, this is where a lot of people in my tribe get confused. They think an upsell or a cross-sell or a one-time offer, an OTO, they think that that bump in revenue is a multi-buyer. And it's not based on my definition. Again, these are just my projections and, and you know my definitions. I believe a multi-buyer is someone who buys in another session. Mm. If you get an upsell or a uh, one-time offer sale, good. That's a better buyer. But that's still one session. You don't have a pattern. If they buy a second time, then that lifetime value of the multi-buyer in, in my tribe is five to eight times more than the single buyer. So the purpose of our company is to create multi-buyers. And then once we do, it's kind of up to them to choose you know, what they want to buy from us and we don't have to promote to them as hard. So it's the conversion process is a transformation from suspect to prospect to buyer and multi-buyer. And if you get a bunch of multi-buyers, it's like going to heaven without the inconvenience of dying. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love it. So let's dig in. Let's dig a little deeper into conversion process and and what what that looks like. And can you give us some specific examples of of how a business would work people through that? What the offers would look like? 
Sure. I'll give you a, a marketing funnel, which is, which is a client path or a sequence that um, we're known for um, in marketing to coaches and consultants. Now, coaches and consultants are awesome at coaching and consulting, working in their business, but they're not so good at the part of working on their business, which is the marketing activity. Working in the business is production, you know, coaching, operations, you know, the, the admin and finance, but the working on is the marketing. And people say, well, I'm not a marketer. Well, that is the business. If you're a dentist and you don't market, you have no patient. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a chiropractor, you don't market, you have no patient. If you're in financial services and you don't market, there's no client. So marketing is the business. So typically coaches and, and consultants, and I'm just using that as a, as a catch-all category. This works for any business. There's usually a cash flow famine or feasting period, depending on, you know, what they're doing. Um, we've surveyed, you know, our list of over a quarter million, and we found that 87%, I mean, that's over five-sixths, stated that they don't have a tested and profitable lead conversion process. So mm -hmm. that lead conversion process is something that is what everyone else calls a funnel. And so a funnel that we use for high-end clients is first bring them in uh, through a lead magnet and give them some content to educate them why it's important to have high-end clients. That's what we're doing. We're attracting high-end clients and we're teaching them how to get high-end clients. So the moment they say yes, we've already proven the concept. And, and just to stop you there, what would a lead magnet look like? Uh, for us, um, it's a template and it's a 13-question template, which um, I can give away at the end of this interview. And it's called the COI method. And what COI stands for is cost of inaction, cost of inaction. Most people sell and most sales trainers teach the ROI method. They teach how to sell high-end clients on return on investment. Mm -hmm. If you spend 25000 with me, I'll show you how to get 50000 That's not what we do. We say if you spend $25,000 with us, you'll never see that $25,000 again. <laughs> we can't guarantee the ROI. We can provide you electricity, but you got to flip the switch. So we have this you know, unique process called the COI method, which doesn't require sales um, skills, You know, which is really good for coaches and consultants because many of them don't have the sales skills that sales trainers and salespeople do. So it's a 13-question method, and it's in one page. And we say, hey, if you're having challenges with having conversations during your strategy sessions or your discovery sessions to convert, you know, prospects into high-end clients, then here's a 13-question template we use that has generated several million dollars in the past few years. And we have people from age 13 to page, uh, to, uh, sorry, age 13 to, get this, age 91, a guy with a cane and cataracts online <laughs> doing high-end sales. Uh, for World War II veterans, actually. So it's really interesting. And he lives here in San Francisco. So the, my youngest was eight years old in Melbourne, Australia. And I told her she couldn't come on board. Her parents were going to sue me. <laughs> and, and I said, okay, fine, come on board. And, and she was awesome. So um, that's our lead magnet. It's a one-page template. And then when they actually opt in, they go through a group strategy session that's recorded. And they see the 13 questions being used. And then if they decide to take an assessment, um, they take the assessment. Again, these are the points in our funnel. 
then they're eligible for a one-to-one strategy session with one of our folks. And then at that point, they have a choice of three different options and they already know the price before coming in. So um, it's not a yes or no, it's a yes, yes, or yes. And Mm -hmm. it works superbly. So, you know, that's one of our funnels that has worked really well, especially after product launches. Mm -hmm. Rather rather than going to a 12-pay program, Derek, where, you know, you're kind of getting really the lowest rung of, of type of client or student. What we do is we close the cart and then we o- reopen it and say offer is no longer available. It's two grand, no longer available, maybe next year. But we do have an accelerated program where we'll give you, you know, 2000 bucks off because, you know, you get the product for free in the do it yourself version. But we will take you through the accelerated version of of what the do-it-yourself course was going to be. This is post-launch. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll typically make more money on the high-end clients. And our affiliate partners know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We typically make more money after the cart closes and reopens just for high-end than we do in the $2,000 or $1,000 sale before. And, you know, that's that's a new model. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's post-launch training, not pre-launch content. And it works really, really well with the Jeff Walker model. Right, right. Okay, so so now just to I've been taking notes as you've been talking because I just want to now break this down for the listeners. Okay, so you're starting with a lead magnet. The lead magnet's a simple. Uh, it's not complex. It's not massive. It's the uh, you said it. It was the it was the it was the um, the COI method, cost of inaction method, in thirteen questions. Yes, and what it does is it it resolves their predicament of what to say and what to ask during that critical conversation of turning a prospect into a high-end client. Got it. You know, not 100 bucks. I'm talking $10,000, you know, high-end. Yeah. And then from there, you give them a recording that shows them how to actually apply what they got in the lead magnet, correct? Yeah. They, and- act, they see a group strategy session, which many people don't do, but it's a group session and it's a real one. I actually mm-hmm. converted... Uh, two $25,000 clients from that particular session. So I got lucky on that one. And they see me using the template. Mm-hmm. And it's about an hour and a half. And then they're they're asked to take um, an intake, like you would do at a doctor, or an assessment, if you know that's a, a preferred word. And that assessment takes in all the background information. Now, each step from lead magnet to watching you know, the, the group's strategy session on Wistia, so we're, we're finding out when they're leaving, et cetera, to actually going to the assessment. Each is making that prospect work harder and harder. And as one of my mentors, Joe Sugarman, once taught me, is the harder a prospect works, the more likely it is that they will say yes and less likely to reject you. So mm-hmm. we're kind of like sending them through a sequence of hoops, smaller and smaller and smaller. And then by the time they get to one-to-one, Really, we're not wasting any time. We know that they're pre-qualified and we've disqualified everybody else. And that generates about two million bucks a year. So it's very profitable. And, and you know, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting model because it flies in the face of so much of what's taught out there because there's always the, you want to eliminate as many barriers as possible. You want to make it as easy as possible to flow through the funnel. But uh, effectively, by creating those barriers, making it more difficult, you're actually pre-qualifying these clients, which I think for the listeners, that's a really important lesson there. And now I want to dig into this assessment thing because the assessment, I think, is a brilliant little um, uh, strategy there because effectively what you're doing is capturing the information about them. And then do you, are you effectively, if they meet certain criteria, then they get to talk to somebody? 
That's correct. They have to score a certain level in the area of commitment. Mm-hmm. And if anyone wants to rip it off, I mean, please do. It's it. You know, I, when people say, "Hey, listen, I, I don't want stuff stolen." It's stolen all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> if, if you steal from one source, it's plagiarism. If you steal from many, it's called research. So be yeah. a researcher. <laughs> so, so if you go to Funnel Marketing Blueprint, you can look at the twenty-five questions we ask, and the final group of questions. It's on a, like a slide rule, so it's like from zero to ten. If they score a thirty-five or more mm-hmm. out of uh, um, out of fifty, mm-hmm. right? If if they score thirty-five or more, then um, we end up uh, taking them in as a as a true strategy session, and that's because they're showing us their level of commitment. Now they can have they can have the need to do it, they can have the yearning to do it, they can have the skill set to do it. But unless they're committed to do it and they're willing to pay for mentoring, then we don't have the strategy session. So that's the pre-qualification, I guess, disqualification process, right? Sure. And so, okay, so what's happening to the people? Of the people that hit the assessment, um, I don't know if you know the numbers off the top of your head, how many move through to a strategy session? And then for the ones that don't, what do you continue to do with that group? We find that about 35% move to the strategy session. Mm-hmm. And the 65%, I'm just giving round numbers, we put them in another funnel to get one of our do-it-yourself courses, which range from $500 to $2,000. So what we're doing is if they don't rate high on commitment, then we're giving them less access to us. Mm-hmm. But if they rate high in commitment, then they get more access to us because access costs money, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's an important lesson for everybody that's listening there is, is although the funnel's disqualifying people that are not going to make it to the highest level, they're not just put out to pasture. They're moved into different funnels that are more appropriate for their, in your case, level of commitment. That's correct. And, you know, it's some people call it a takeaway. To me, it's just sanity because I don't like my salespeople to be rejected, right? Yeah. They're, not, they're not manipulating they're using the COI method. So that's kind of like this uh, um, uh, ambiguous term. So ROI focuses on point B. So, oh, you want to make $50,000 a month? Great. Well, we're going to get you there. And you're going to make $100,000 a month in one year. I mean, I'm caricaturizing, but that's the direction it goes. With the COI method, we look at the cost of not taking action, cost of inaction, And all we're focused on is making change. So we ask them, where do you want to be? Everyone got the same memo. They always say $10,000 a month. Then we say, where are you now? That's point A. And everyone got the same memo. They say $5,000 a month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They say it routinely, right? So then we say, look, your cost of inaction is $5,000 a month or $60,000 a year by not making the change so that you can be where you want to be. So we're not making any promises. Mm-hmm. So then we ask them, how come you don't have that? What will happen if you go six months from now and you still don't have it? What other barriers are getting in the way? Um, and then we tell them on a scale of zero to 10, how motivated and inspired are you to making a change? If they say eight, we say, what would make it a 10? And they tell us. I said, well, what, we, what if you could have that? And then they say, yes. If they say 10, We don't let them off the hook. We say, well, how come? How do you know? And so we're focusing on how inspired and motivated they are 
to make a change because we don't motivate anyone. We only get pre-motivated people, right? And so if they say 10 and they're willing to make a change, then here's our pivoting question. And it's in the template. So if anyone wants it, they can get it at the end. I'll give an address. But what we say is, okay, so is it okay if we share with you what making change with us looks like? And then we give them three options. Now, the options we give is very high, $25,000, then um, mid-range, $5,000, and then low, $2,000, right? That's one of the funnels that we have. And the key is a very steep drop. You know, $25,000 is private consulting with me Mm -hmm. or private coaching. And so it has to be a huge drop from $25,000, and we go all the way down to five. And the reason for that is you're taking access away from 25 to five. And we find that um, a lot of people say yes to five as a result of that contrast that I learned from Dr. Robert Cialdini, who I got to interview several times, who is from Arizona State University. It's that contrast. Now, if you started by saying, hey, well, we have 2,000, 5,000, 25. What do you think? Which one? All of a sudden, 5,000 seems like a lot, Mm -hmm. right? So we go backwards. We go top down and we flip the funnel from high end to low end. Most funnels are low to high. And the reason we do that is that's the way it's in the, in, in the real world. If you're going to buy a refrigerator, a really good enroller, a salesperson, would take you to the $3,000 model. And if you don't want your name inscribed on the ice cubes, then he takes you, <laughs> he takes you to the $1,000 model and takes away a bunch of features. And then if that's no good, then you go to the $500 model, which just kind of, you know, cools food. Mm-hmm. And so you... I believe downselling, Derek, is a lot easier than upselling. We, we live and die by upselling and, and tripwires and, you know, OTOs and stuff like that, you know, all the marketing jargon. But downselling is what really makes attracting and converting high-end clients a lot easier because of this law of contrast. So th- that's how we do it, you know, in that process. And, uh, you know, speaking from personal experience, I, just for everybody listening, I swapped uh, in one of my presentations how I would present. And I used to do an upsell model. And I did exactly what you were just talking about and saw a, a significant increase in response right away. Um, and so for everybody listening, what you just learned there was a, an immensely, immensely valuable pricing strategy. Uh, and you might be thinking, but I don't have a really high-priced product to compare against. And my response to that would be, make one. <laughs> and, uh, and so for you, Alex, you have a $25,000, which is, uh, I assume, is just a lot more access to you. Yeah, I, I have um, my best funnel. My most profitable one is, are you sitting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting. 100000 Yeah. 50000 and the low end is 25. Yeah. Right? And so never mind what's involved. With 100,000, that person and I, we're a lifeline together. I can only serve five of those a year mm-hmm. because it's a lot of work, but it's my favorite because I'm a shareholder in the company and you know I, how the company grows, I'll have a piece of and, and I'm getting paid to, to earn and learn and, and, and build the company. Um, at the 50 and 25 level, you know, it's less access and less me doing the consulting work and actually writing copy and, and delivering and building stuff for them. But it's still a lot of access. So, you know, it took me, what, 20, I'm a grandfather in internet marketing. I mean, it took me 25 years 
to get to that level. But when I first started, 10000 was high end. Mm -hmm. And so if someone is listening now and you don't have a $10,000 product, but you do have a $1,000 product, say that you are creating a $10,000 product, which is authentic and genuine, if that's your intention, but it's not available yet. Just by mentioning the $10,000 product, it'll make the $1,000 product so much more appealing. And so that's what the law of contrast does. Now, I tell my students, sell the $10,000 product. And as soon as you get your first yes, out of 100 people, if 99 say no and one says yes, you will be so motivated and inspired to create a $10,000 product that I can help you with, right? <laughs> Versus, you know, trying to build one and then see if anyone wants to buy it. So we believe in selling it first and then creating it versus creating it, guessing wrong, and then trying to sell it and it's trouble and struggle. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that's, that's, that's huge. I watch people all the time put all this effort into creating stuff before they know if it's ever going to sell uh, or anybody's going to want it. And it's totally the wrong way to do it. You know, my last big product that I launched, which I've now gone on to sell millions of dollars worth, I got on a stage and I sold it. I, I designed it the night before. Just here's what it should look like. Here's the offer. I got on stage, sold it. And... Sold $100,000 and went, okay, it's, it's for real now. And I tell you, nothing, nothing uh, motivates you to get to work and create something than having you know, people knock on the door wanting it. So uh, it's such a, a shift, and people are afraid to take that approach, but it works well. And I'm sure you've done the same thing many times. It's pre-funding. You're pre-funding yeah. your project. And before I do a course, we have a very interesting model called the beta course model. So we'll sell beta uh, levels of a, of a course. And I don't know what should be in the course. That's what my beta testers are going to do. And mm -hmm. rather than paying 2000 bucks, they pay 500 bucks mm -hmm. and I'll get like, you know, 80 to a hundred of them. They become my case studies for the real release and the real launch. They become my testimonials. They taught, they teach me what to put in the course and what to leave out. And they allowed me to fund all of the little things that you need, you know, from, you know, the platform that you're going to use to the copywriter that you'll pay if it's not you to, to write the copy to, you know, of all the, the content and autoresponders and, you know, the, the drip process, you know, on the, on the um, students or clients, whatever you call them. Mm -hmm. So just having a beta launch um, will pre-fund a course and make sure that you're not guessing wrong. You never want to play pin the tail on the donkey with your marketing dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so why, why do people not do this? What are the roadblocks that are preventing entrepreneurs from applying your, your processes, the COI method? Well, I think, um, first of all, they think selling is dirty. Mm -hmm. uh, selling is cheesy. They've had some childhood incidents or maybe um, adult uh, experiences where they, they've seen disingenuous sales. And they feel it's manipulative. It's not relationship based. So that kind of selling, we call it enrollment because we don't use sales. Most people don't like that word. That kind of enrollment is no different than what Mahatma Gandhi did with the Indian people, what Mother Teresa did, you know, in the slums, um, what Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King did with the African-American people back in the 60s or JFK, you know, with the, the United States. Or you can go back to every spiritual tradition there was always enrollment. I mean, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in the Christian tradition, the 13th apostle, Paul, was probably the greatest salesman ever. I mean, he converted people. That That's what you do, you know, in spiritual tradition and religion. You, you convert, right? Mm-hmm. They convert. So that's this has been going on for thousands of years. I think the reason people don't do it is because um, they don't know how to do it genuinely and authentically. And secondly, they are afraid of selling high end because their self-esteem is attached to a bunch of zero. So Mm -hmm. the example I give is, let's say you had $100 clients and $10,000 clients. And let's say you were talking to 100 people a month. And if you had a 50% conversion, one out of two people said yes, I would I would pay you as a mentor because I need to learn that skill. I don't have that, you know, track record. So, but let's say you converted one out of two, you would have five thousand dollars, fifty times a hundred at the end of the month. Now, let's say you're going after ten thousand dollar clients. You're talking to a hundred people, and two people say yes, ninety eight percent rejection, but yet you got twenty thousand dollars which is 400% increase from a 50% conversion. So, you know, many people think it's the conversion percentages that count. No, it's the conversion coupled with the pricing structure, in my case, high-end clients. Mm-hmm. They're, less, they're less problem children. Um, we flip the funnel. We offer the high-end first. Many people, high, you know, um, offer the open mouth of the funnel. You know, the top of a funnel usually is with the, with the less expensive stuff and the lead magnets and the trip wires and all that stuff. We flip it. We go, hey, if you were to buy the kitchen sink, here it is, 100K. Well, if that's not working, 50. Doesn't mm-hmm. work, 25. That doesn't work, 10. That doesn't work, two. That doesn't work, 500. That doesn't work, 20. If that doesn't work, you can come in for free. But it's at the bottom. <laughs> we flip the funnel. So, yeah. You know, we feel that the, the the lower end should be on the bottom and the high end should be at the top. And in a traditional funnel, it's just flipped at the bottom or the high end. And yeah. that shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, I, and, and the problem is, is when you use a traditional funnel, you'll get people that are buying the 50 or the 100 or the 1,000 and stopping there because they think, great, I've got enough. I'm going to consume. Right. And they would have, had you started at the higher end, invested significantly more and taken you up on that. And, and you know... One of the things I want to see, say about this whole process uh, and, and the, the selling method that you're using, the COI method, you know, from all the different selling methods that I've learned over my careers, even if you are not a salesperson, this is a, a far more comfortable way to sell because effectively you're taking people through a process of self-discovery where they're effectively selling themselves. They you, are. Know, you don't have to be that you know, hard closer that's, that's you know, pulling all the NML, NLP tricks out of the book, right? And, and using your system, it's just a series of questions and a process you're taking through people through, which is, uh, so for everybody listening, you don't have to be a salesperson to do this. Was that correct, Alex? Yeah, that's why we created it because most people don't enjoy sales. So COI method is a method of coaching, which is an inquiring, you know, method, you know, Mm -hmm. Socratic method. And the other person is doing all the talking and they're looking at the gap from where they say they want to be. We're not telling them where to go. We're telling, they say, Hey, I want to be at 10,000 a month. We go, where are you now? Mm -hmm. 5,000. Okay, so there's point A, point B. There's a $5,000 per month gap. So what's getting in the way? What change has to be made? And they say, well, how do you know I need to make a change? They always ask that. You know what I say? Because you're here. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I guess for everybody else who's listening to thinking, well, you know, you have to be that talented sales guy. We've all met those guys, those guys that could, you know, could sell snow to a snowman. They're just really personal, really good. Um, yeah, there's a few people out there like that. But uh, my experience has been, it reflects exactly what Alex is saying here. Is if you can learn a process, you don't have to be that slick salesman, but it's also more reliable, predictable, and scalable. And this comes back to, I think, everything you're talking about here, Alex, is conversion, making it measurable. And once you can build a business that's measurable and built on a process that you can predict, now you have a real business. If you're relying on one hot salesman to, to convert leads, your business lives or dies as that salesman staying or going with your business. So for everybody listening, this is this is where you need to be. And Alex's approach to this is very systematic in in developing that sales process. And effectively you're handing out, I mean, the the funnel blueprint here to them, which is which is awesome. So um, so that being said, before we start to wrap this episode up, Alex, what's the next logical steps that they can take as a result of listening to this episode? Where do people go? Well, the first thing is to learn the language of this COI method that I'm proposing. It, it's one method that works, and it opposes the ROI method, which mm-hmm. slick salesmen can do because they have that skill set. And so this, it, it doesn't oppose it diametrically. It, it just complements it, and it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more simple and easy to execute because you're coaching your way to high-end sales versus selling your way to high-end sales. So if you want to see it, it's on a single page. I recommend that you um, you uh, put a laminate around it. You know, go to a, a local office depot or Kinko's or wherever and, and laminate it like I do. So you can spill coffee on it or water and it's still good. <laughs> Mine is laminated. If you go to accessinfluence.com, accessinfluence.com, you're just going to, uh, you'll see a little uh, screenshot of it. Um, just opt in and you'll get it on the next page and print it out and look at the sequence of questions. You don't have to use all the questions. Um, some people don't use all 13, but you know, we, we have, um, relationship, um, consultants and, and couples therapists using it. We just change the questioning. So rather than saying, how much money do you want to make, um, 12 months from now, I have a relationship coach client who says, Okay, on a, on a scale of zero to 10, where do you want your relationship to be 12 months from now? And they say 10. Where is it now? Five. You go, good. So we want to increase it 100%. So if we can impre- increase it by 50% in about three months, are you okay with making that change with me as your couple's therapist? And I'm, I'm truncating it and shortening it, but that's the essence of COI. So you can apply it to any business, not just in the area of money, which, you know, for me, it's, it's business and sales, but it can be in the softer areas too, especially spiritual practice as well. We have a lot of, um, we have spiritual psychology graduates from University of um, Santa Monica, which has a great program, and and they're coaches and they're very spirit-centered. The, my marketing buddies would go, oh, that's woo-woo. I don't like that. <laughs> but but you know they're utilizing it, and typically that particular tribe of people just loathe selling. Yeah. So if it's good for them, you know, then I think it it passes the uh, you know the sniff test. That's fantastic. And I mean, if you ha- even if you're not doing the sales, grab this, give it to the somebody that is doing sales for you, and and, and they can use this as a 
as a template and uh, fantastic. Alex, thank you so much for, for taking the time today. I know your schedule's busy. You're all over the world speaking. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. And again, for the generosity, uh, sharing the, uh, the whole process. I mean, uh, effectively, we just reverse engineered a funnel that's made you millions of dollars and you just shared all of it. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I walked into a room that was was a night party for um, a well-known conference, and I saw you the first time in six years. You converted me, and you got me on the show, <laughs> and it just it's a blessing. So thank you for having me. I don't know what to say. Oh, fantastic, Alex. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. That was uh, oh god, internet marketing legend, conversion expert, whatever you want to call him. All of the above, Alex Mandosian. And as always, uh, all the links that Alex mentioned, I'm going to include those in the show notes. And and I don't care what you're selling. I would go grab uh, grab a copy of these. Understand his funnels. Like he said, reverse engineer that. See what he's doing. This is a master of selling online. Somebody that's been doing this uh, longer than m- most people have known about the internet for that matter. Uh, so take action and uh, utilize those resources he's sharing. Study those funnels. And uh, again, uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you're on an Apple device, head over to iTunes, click subscribe. If you're on Android, head over to SoundCloud or Stitcher Radio. You'll find us there as well. And while you're there, if you like what you heard, please leave us a rating or review because that's the fuel that gives me the momentum and motivation to continue making this the best info pack podcast for digital entrepreneurs. And so now, It's time to take all of the tips and strategies that uh, Alex so generously shared with you here today and uh, apply that final essential ingredient that's actually going to make it work for your business. And that ingredient is action. So go forth, take action, go study Alex's funnels, download those resources he shared with you, and you'll start to, uh, you're going to start to see results guaranteed. So once again, guys, this is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.